Thank you for joining us for another episode of Family Goals with Davey Pollock and Pastor Jay. This is part three in our interview with Jeff Foxworthy. If you have not heard the first two installments, I encourage you to go back and listen to episode eight and episode nine of the podcast. It'll bring you up to speed with this incredible conversation that we've had with Jeff Foxworthy. And I want to encourage you to listen to the all the way to the end of this week's podcast because at the very end, I make Jeff Foxworthy belly laugh. Jeff, what are... What are some other advice you would give to husbands or even to even to wives about how to have a better marriage? Maybe some lessons you've learned over the years. Oh, man, you know, it, 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 it's this way in life. Have we all we all want to receive grace? We're much stingier about giving it away. In in all areas of our life, especially I look at social media, you know, and people they want grace. They don't want to give it to anybody. You're not allowed to have ever said something wrong or changed your mind about something. But but I think with that spouse, it's looking at them the way you looked at them when you were dating them. You, you know, and it's, I mean, people would just say it's hokey. I don't think, I've been married 36 years. I don't think I've ever had a day that I haven't at least once during the day said to my wife, Hey, has anybody told you you're the prettiest girl in the world? And yeah, I didn't every single day. But I look at her like, and when she walks in, she still makes. I, I go, oh yeah, that's, <laughs> that's my girl there. And and honestly, I didn't know you could feel that way. But for, for the way I grew up, I didn't know you could love somebody more than four or five years, you know. And then you had to move on to something else. But I mean, two nights ago, I looked at her and. You know, I'm I'm tired. I've been on the road, and I came back, and I said, "You want to go on a date tonight?" And she just kind of giggled and went, "Yeah, where do you want to go?" Where'd y'all go? I don't know. You, I said, "Let's pick a place," and we went out to a little local restaurant we hadn't been to, and just the two of us, and sat there and flirted with each other. And so it was like you put the phones up when you go out somewhere. Well, it's not a rule, but we don't really pull them out. Um, I just I, I I I do see a lot of I go out to. When we go out to restaurants, we go out to something. I always see people texting back and I hate forth, that. and it, I, hate that. Be- I do. But I've also done it. I've also picked my phone up and said, you know, and I've and, and I'm good at justifying everything because I'm never wrong. I'm I'm good at like it's sure. I, I needed to send this text. I'm sure they didn't need to send their text for work. I'm sure it was just for s- scrolling social media. But you do see it a lot. You see a ton of texting and I I do it too. But I th- you know. I mean, like, you're so boring. Like I'm scrolling us, over God here on my social us, media right God now. God tells us, don't worry about yesterday because it's done, and don't worry about tomorrow. So one of the things, the kind of lesson he keeps tapping us on the shoulder is just be in today. Be in the moment. Be in today. And and I have to remind myself of that all the time, but it's like, don't don't miss this. Be in the moment. Um, and so, as I get older, that kind of sinks in a little more. You're like, yeah. You know, most people want to capture the moment now. Well, most people got their phone Correct. up, capture and, it. and it's like, no, yeah. you're there, dude. Be in the Just moment. Just enjoy it. Yeah. So you're passionate about parenting. You mentioned you have two daughters. I do. And and the other thing to finish that question, <laughs> to finish that question is you got to realize your kids, your kids are this way. They are who they are. Like, in in like my oldest one. 
is is very much a, a one on the Enneagram. She's the rule follower. Okay. She's the yeah. studious one. She's, she's the Nicholas. Yeah, totally. Yeah. But if Jordan got in trouble and I said, go to your room, Jordan would be thrilled. She'd go up there and have three books on her bed and sit up there, and that's in no way, shape, or form punishment. Now, Jules, my younger one, she was the cheerleader, you know, so I had the activist and the cheerleader. And to make Jules go to her room and not let her talk to her friends was worse than solitary confinement in Leavenworth, <laughs> you know. And so people would say, you don't, or they would go, that's not fair. You don't do that to Jordan or you don't do that to Jules. I said, you're absolutely right because that wouldn't be punishment to her. To, to punish Jordan, I would have said, Friday night, you've got to go with us to the high school football game, do the tailgate, and then sit there with our friends. Ah! You know? <laughs> so, yeah, they're not the same. and But we're not the same. But, you know, God tells us you're, that we're fearfully and wonderfully made. Well, if you are and you are, our kids are too. They're all masterpieces. And a masterpiece means there's there's never been one like this. So you can't treat your kids the same way. You love them equally, just like the prodigal son story. But but I think as a parent, you kind of look at them and go, oh, this is the way you're wired. And that's part of our challenge as a parent mm-hmm. is you need this and you need this. And, yeah. and the wiring changes too. But yeah. go, going back, my kids knew I was a fun dad and I was a tolerant dad and I'll go do anything you want. But the minute you disrespect your mother, mm-hmm. I was up out of the chair. And I'm like, that's my girlfriend. You do not talk to my girlfriend that way. You know? Mm-hmm. And and so I, I think when you get married, you create a thing. You create a new thing. And everything you do, I tell people get married, you got to protect that thing. And if your family wants to hurt the thing, nope. sorry, i got to m- move away from you a little bit. But I'm not letting my kids hurt the thing either. They can be part of the thing, but you're not destroying the thing. You're not going to separate us. Mm-hmm. We're we're a unit, and we love you to death. But you're not going to pit me against your mom or your mom against me. She came before you, and she'll be here after yeah, you. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, so it's so biblical that the two, the two become one, and what God has joined together, let no man separate. So what what is some words of wisdom you would give to parents? Like what are some of the best things you've done to raise your daughters and pour into them yeah some of the worst too maybe maybe some mistakes you've made but that's also the some- that's the question I, I love to ask parents that have already done it that's that's my favorite thing to, like if you if i have a 11 and 13 year old what would you do differently like what would you make like brad johnson the bull plays for he played for the tampa Bay buccaneers won a super bowl ring he was like it's max johnson plays for mm-hmm. lsu he's your quarterback i love max johnson max is awesome yeah. Poor guy has no help. This no, year. he doesn't. But I, he was like, you know what? He goes, I, I would have made them set their own alarm in the morning. I would have made them go to camps. He was like, I would have. He said, my kids have turned out great. But I just, I love, love, love hearing from any kind of parent that's already done it. Like, how would you do it differently? What, and then what did you do great? Like, what, there's also great things to celebrate, too, that we need to adopt. Because, you know, he's got a granddaughter that's 13. And so... We have a surprise child that we <laughs> affectionately call our granddaughter, and she's spoiled. Sure she is. Yeah. So we were actually talking about it this morning because I, dri- I drive her to school, and uh, I wanted to listen to last week's podcast before we did today because I can't remember I can't either. what we talked about. How was it? 
It's pretty good, I it's think. Pretty solid. What were the rating you give it? But, uh, stars was it oh, five, five stars? stars for sure. sure. But in the podcast, she, the topic of her came up, <laughs> and so it's interesting. She's listening to us talking about her, uh, but it was all good. And we, we were basically saying the verdict's still out on her because she's only thirteen years old. You know, have have we done a good job or not? So I don't you, know. You know, one of the things I learned, I I think it's important for your as a parent for your kids to see your humanity. Um, And I was talking to Crawford Loritz about this one time, and he was talking to his dad. Crawford's a a great source on parenthood. Uh, But he's talking about his dad would apologize when he had screwed up. And I, I, I remember... I, I I lived next door to my brother for 20 years, and he had three daughters, and I had two daughters. So I'd take five little kids to school every day. And one day I was taking them to school, and I and I fussed at my daughter Jordan. I I don't even remember what it was for, but I was too harsh. I was too harsh on the ride to school. They got out, and I could tell I'd hurt her feelings. And I got about halfway home, and I just got convicted about what Crawford was talking about revealing your humanity and I turned around and went back to school and I waited out and I knocked on the door I waited out in the hall and said can I speak to Jordan for just a minute the teacher Jordan and she came out and I got down on my knees I said I owe you an apology because I was too harsh this morning I mean you you shouldn't have done that or said that whatever it was but I reacted too severely and that's not okay because I love you and, 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 and the reason that I discipline you is, is I want what's best for you. But I, I failed in that moment, and I owe you an apology, and I love you. I left. But I think that's very important because that, that teaches our kids, hey, when I fail, it's okay. It's mm-hmm. not a disaster. It's not the end of the world because my dad's failed. And you come back and hit a reset, and, and, and you go from there. And you know, you can't live up to a perfect standard. We're all mm-hmm. going to fail to that. So I think it's important for our kids to realize, hey, man, sometimes I struggle. Sometimes I'm scared. Sometimes I'm confused. It's okay. That's part of life. And I actually think it's would probably be a confidence builder for them. Mm-hmm. I think there's a lot of people that look at their dads as superheroes. Yeah. Like, and some people obviously um, – I think what we have to realize is, and I try to tell, like Nicholas, we were talking last night because it was the last time I coached him in youth league football. Like mm-hmm. he was, he's done. And obviously, you know me, I was, I was crying, and we were crying, and um, and I just told him, I told him, I said, buddy, I'm getting, I'm gonna get old. Yeah. Like I'm getting older. Like I'm gonna get old. And he, he, he puts me up on this pedestal, and I'm like, dude, I'm not, I'm gonna mess up. Like I still mess up. Yeah. I still do things wrong all the time. I said, I'm. And I'm going to get old. And the sermon that Jennifer preached on Sunday with um, taking care of her parents. And I said, one day you'll be taking care of me. Like, one day I'm going to be super annoying. But I, I told him. One day? Eh, well, that's debatable with the super annoying. But I called my dad. So this is obviously, my dad coached me from when I was six years old till eighth grade. You know, and then I went to, to eighth grade. And I try not to cry. But I, I called my dad and I just said, Dad. He said, uh. I told him last night, I called him on the way home. I said, I said, you look at the kids on our football team. And they were seventh grade kids all crying hmm. because they had loved our experience from 
six years old growing up. Mm. And I said, that's your legacy. Mm. I was like, you taught me from when I was six years old and you showed me what it looked like. And like your legacy lives with my kids and your legacy lives with their kids and other kids. And I just wanted him to see that, but that's, I mean, it all goes to it, right? Like we're, mm-hmm. we're watching, we're looking, but I mean, we're leaving, we're leaving the legacy with them, whether it's good, whether it's bad, but it's not going to be a legacy of perfection. That's for sure. No. And it, I don't think it should be. You know, one of the things I'm 63 and I honestly look at my life and go, Ted Comet, a minute ago, I was 25. And, and so I, I would tell parents listening, I know. Man, I used to call home from the road, and my wife goes, I just want to pee without somebody staring. <laughs> I just want to go pee just without somebody staring at me or asking me a question. And by the day in the week, it goes slow. But I'm here to tell you, by the year, it flies by. And I look back, and a year ago, my kids were, were learning how to walk, and now they're 30 years old. I'm like, where did it go? I look at my hands, and I see age spots, and I go, crap, I was, I was running square outs a minute ago in high school. Where did it go? I don't want to have spots on my hand. I don't want my knees to hurt. It just happens, and it happens fast. You know, the Bible says we're, we're, a, we're a mist that appears and then vanishes, and when I was 20, I thought, oh, are you kidding He's me? He's not talking to me. Yeah, not talking to me. I'm 63, and I go, yeah, I can see it. I don't, I don't want to be this way. It just happens. And my mom doesn't want to be 85, but she is. It goes fast. And, and, and so what you're doing today, it matters. What you're doing this week, it matters. Don't go, well, I'll start doing this next week because next week doesn't come. It, 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 and then it's gone. And once it's gone, you it's gone. It, it, it's important. It's important for you to share that moment, man, with Nicholas. It's, a, it's well, that's the, that's the yeah. intimacy of this relationship. And that's even when I talk about like making God my father, if he's my father, I'm his little kid. And there's some days that I'll sit there at the end of the day and I go, can I just crawl up in your lap and you just rub my head for a minute? Because I'm not sure what to do, and I, I'm, I'm beat up today. Can you just rub my head for a minute? And I, I imagine that. I'm like visually, I'm sitting in God's lap, and he's just rubbing my head. Well, we get caught up in all these things in life, and we were talking last week on the podcast. Davey was talking about getting all excited over this seventh-grade football game, and they were losing, and he got all he kind of got all fired up and – Got in trouble. Got in trouble with Lindsay, um, but at the end of again, the, again, at the end of the day, and I've thought I've thought a lot about this. At the end of the day, it's all about relationships. When when you get to the end of your life, and I've done a lot of funerals as a pastor, and we have when when someone passes away, you have what is called the meeting, and it and you sit in these meetings, and so you're meeting with the family, and the first question I'll ask them, I'll say, "Tell me about your dad. T- tell me about your granddad." Because I want to get personal stories so we can celebrate their life. And it goes one of two ways. It can be awkward crickets where tell me about your dad and they really have nothing good to say. Or it can be this incredible, joyful 
let me tell you about my dad. Let me tell you what he let me tell you that he coached me from age six to to eighth grade and all those times that we had together. And um, I think when we get to the end of our lives, I think you I just want to give you some encouragement. I mean, you've been someone that I've I've looked at from afar, and uh, but to hear that marriage is a priority for you that you still love your wife and you buy her flowers every week and you tell you love her and you want to go on dates and you get a little giddy when she walks in the room and then family's a priority for you that you would fly back every Friday that night ain't cheap. To, to be there. No, that ain't no. cheap at all. It wasn't. I sit there and... But you would give every, but, single, but you'd give every single penny but, that right now But I tell it. you what, in looking back, my, my kids are now 27 and 30. My kids are the ones that said... Hey, Mom and Dad, why don't y'all move down here so you'll be closer to us? My kids are the ones that text and go, hey, can I come by for lunch? Can, are, are y'all home? Can I come by? So I have a fabulous relationship with both my daughters. You know, just kept my grandson for the weekend. It, 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 and I adore the fact that they're grown. And so, so much of the, I mean, you're always a little bit of a parent. But now they're my adult friends, and it's a different relationship. And I just admire them, and I'm so proud of them. And I just sit there and go, man, what a fine young woman you are. Now you can be their friend, too. Yeah. When they get older, I think yeah. you can be and their friend. Yeah, and you're going to reach that point. You, yeah. Right now, you can't. No. Because they got lots of friends. They ain't got but one dad. you got to be the dad. Yeah. And your job's not to be the best friend. Well, and we in the, in the sermon this weekend, they said, um, this past weekend, it said something about uh, having who your friends, you know, I think Jennifer finished with it, was who are your friends that will hold you to a higher standard, to God's standard? And I asked Nicholas that. That is one of the, the pieces of advice I would give people, is you watch the friends, because I don't care who you are, your friends influence which way you go. And so I was the dad, even when they were in the seventh or eighth grade, that I'd just be looking at their kid, and it's like kids spending the night. And I would ask my wife, Greg, I would say, "Hey, did did her parents call to make sure she's okay, or that she's, or to verify she was spending the night at our house?" Nope, hadn't heard from them. I said, "That's a red flag. If her parents aren't verifying she's spending the night at our house, that's it. They don't care as much as I care." Because if my kid said, hey, I'm going to spend the night at Bentley's house, I'm calling Bentley's parents and go, mm-hmm. hey, are, are y'all having what a are we spend, doing? Are y'all having a spend the night thing at your house? Oh, you are. Okay. Well, and what time? What time we get them? So when somebody's parents didn't verify with you that their kid was at your house, I'm like, somebody doesn't have their eye on the ball. Or you'd watch the kid that, the, that would go off with the other kids and drift away and go, and I'm like, you got to watch that one. You got to watch that one. That one's not a good influence. And so, as a parent, you need to watch who your kids are hanging out with. Not that it's even the kids' fault, but the kids, you know, whatever kind of home they're growing up, that's going to have an influence on your Mm -hmm. kids. You become like the people you spend time with. Sure, you do. Sure, you do. Jeff, we're honored to have you on the podcast today, and I know your time's valuable. Oh, Um, yeah, buddy. It's not really that valuable. Really well, d- you know, it's, I, I'm, and I'm laughing because I invited myself on. <laughs> <laughs> but it is important to me. It's, yeah. man, there's nothing, there's no more. I, 
if my tombstone said he, if I had a choice between he was a great dad and a great husband, or he was a great comedian, great dad, great husband, mm. every time. And so it's about your priorities. So when I heard this is what this is about, it's like, yeah, man, you're singing the song of my heart here. Fatherhood's important to me because I didn't get what I wanted, but I made it a priority for me that what I didn't get, I was, and I, not that I did it perfect, but that's going to be the priority of my life with my mm-hmm. kids. And and you've changed your family legacy. I mean, what was passed down to your dad that was passed down to you, well, you're able to change that, and now you're, what you've passed down to your daughters and son-in-laws and what's going to be passed down to your grandkids. My, my brother and I sometimes will look at each other and just kind of grin and go, broke the cycle. <laughs> broke the cycle. We stayed. We raised our kids. We're still with our wives, you know. So And Jay, his brother, played linebacker at Duke. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. He's a, he's a big old boy. He's built a little different. Jeff didn't try him too much after no, a No, my mom age. said, see, because I was always, I was the fiery one. I was always <laughs> the one that would get in the fights and stuff. And, and Jay, who's 6'3", 250, is a total teddy bear. Played middle <laughs> linebacker. And my mom said, God knew what he was doing when he wired y'all. She said, because if you had had his size, you'd be in jail for beating for killing somebody, and if he'd had your personality, everybody would have beaten this. Uh, he'd have been in jail, you mm-hmm. know. So, well, let's close. You anything you want to close with? I mean, we're we're totally no I'm wide good. open around here. I'm good. Georgia, go. Well, my grandson. Did you teach him how to say "go dogs" yet? Well, his father. Listen to the, you. Want to talk about a horrible legacy? His <laughs> father is a Notre Dame fan, uh, and I can't do that to my precious grandson no and so every single time i've greeted this kid since the day he came home from the hospital first thing out of my mouth is go georgia boo and he just starts <laughs> grinning he just grins eight months old he grins ear to ear and i'm like i'm not gonna let you be a notre dame fan no break the curse break can't, the cycle and i will tell you this and, and you're not a grandparent yet not yet one no. of the great little surprises in life because you think you have stuff figured out and and we and then you, you some one of my buddies Doug Flynn who uh, played for the Cincinnati Reds when they won it all Flynn said the number one thing we're going to say in heaven is oh <laughs> that's why that happened oh <laughs> you know but I thought you like you tell people you know before they have kids hey you better sleep now and blah 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 I had no idea before I came I had no idea I had this much untapped love inside of me that I have for this grandchild. Mm. And I, cause that's kind of my goal in the morning. I'm like, all right, I'm gonna let today be a surprise. You, you tell me to go with the moment, whatever it is, but let me, let me bless somebody. Let me acknowledge the shadow people. Let me give whatever love away. I thought I was giving it all away. I had, holy moly. I didn't know I was going to love this kid like this. I'm laying in the backyard yesterday and holding him on my chest up in the air. I looked at my wife and I said, this is as happy as I get. I can't wait. Oh, it's so good. I, mean, I, can I wait can't believe you didn't tell you wanted another one. So good. Oh, well, he's eight months. You know, we'll wait. I'll give him another month or two. <laughs> <laughs> well, Jeff, thanks so much for, for coming over and sharing with us. I know, I know you've impacted a lot of people. I don't, I don't get the um, – so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bring you in the back closets of, of uh, the Family Goals podcast – we do our podcast in a closet, okay? We do it like in a closet in the back room of. The, so that's where that's where I've been welcomed into the podcast. Sure, it's 
a little different today. Like we we've got a beautiful backdrop. We're in the main church. Like I, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't get treated like this. I just, I was just wondering what what happened here. Is there is there a reason that Jeff gets treated like this? I mean, well, we're rolling. He's our first guest. We had to roll out the red carpet for him. Got some, breakfast? Yeah. Never had breakfast. Never. I didn't get yeah. coffee last week. I mean, yeah. I, sometimes you get coffee, sometimes you don't. We oh, got no, there's a whole spread. Of it. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to the omelet bar as soon as I finish yeah. here. So, uh. <laughs> but 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 this would be my encouragement. Just the fact that you're listening to this means you do care about it. But don't don't have if you see somebody that you like, man, I want my marriage to look like that. Go pick their brain. What are you doing? What do you what do you know that I don't know? If you see somebody that has a great relationship with their kid, go pick their brain because that's what I've done. I, I I didn't I didn't have it modeled, but I saw other people, and I'm I, I still ask my eighty five year old aunt. I asked her a few months ago. I said, "What do I need to know about being eighty five? I'm sixty three. What do I need to know about being eighty five? Give me, give me wisdom between 63 and 85 because I love the way you've done your life. And she'll do. She'll sit there and write out a letter and say, all right, as you, as you get older, your knees are going to start hurting. But here, here's something good that you can do. And here's something. And so well, you, and so you, pick people's brains, man. Don't be, don't be embarrassed. Don't be ashamed. Go to somebody and go, man, I love the way your marriage looks. How do I, how do, I do that? I love, I love that you... You never stop learning. Like you're, you're continuing to learn and to grow and to develop. And you're obviously very observant because a lot of your jokes come from just observing everyday life. But you've also gained so much wisdom through watching other people. You know, I, and I think about where, where it talks about finishing the race set before you. And I, and I imagine like in the Olympics, you know when they run that marathon, but they come into that stadium. And, and so time. I think about finishing strong. Like I said to my wife a couple of days ago, I said, I want to die well. I never even thought about dying before. But it's like, I want to die well. I want whenever that time comes. But I think about that runner running into the stadium and sitting in the stands. It's my mom and my dad and my aunts and my uncles and people that went before me. And you come in the stadium and they stand up and start clapping. And just like, man, finish strong, finish well. If there's if there's something I can tell him to help him be a better dad or better husband, that's awesome. That's that's awesome. If if you and I can sit there and talk and there's something you can tell me how to be a better friend or whatever, it's because it is all relationships. You find at the end of the day, I'm I've sold more comedy records than anybody in history. I could care less. I've I've met five presidents. I've been performed to the white. I could care less. Made more money than I ever thought I would make in my life. And is that nice? Yes, it makes life easier. But I could care less how much money's sitting in the bank. What, what I care about is my wife and my kids and my grandkids and my friends and my parents. That's all that matters. It is all relationship. The most important things in life are not things. It's relationship, relationship with your God, relationship with your community, relationship with your family and friends. Amen. I got chills when you were talking about running into the stadium, uh, and I was picturing the prodigal son story. Uh, and when you come running home into heaven, and you're going to come into that into see, that this stadium, makes, this makes my nose burn, man. 
God the Father is going to be waiting on you at the finish line. He's going to have his arms opened up, and all your friends and family who are already in heaven are going to be cheering you on, and he's, he's going to say, welcome home. He's and he's me. going to put his arms around you. He's going to give you the family robe, the family ring, the, the eternal sandals. You're going to have a new glorified body. What a picture. What, what a picture. Whew. And thank God they won't have those wrinkles, those ugly wrinkles yeah, you got on your hands. Wrinkles. And, I know. What happened to my young wide receiver hand? <laughs> I have that speed out. Yeah. Hey, I think that's a good one to close on. Yeah. Amen. Jeff, thanks so much. Oh. So impactful. And thank you for joining us for another episode of Family Goals with Davey Pollock and Pastor Jay, and the best guest we've ever had on the show. By far. By the far. The best guest we have Fox ever had. <laughs> By far. It's not even close. <laughs> you got a chuckle out of him. That's good. Hey, I made if Jeff Foxworthy laugh. you got a good chuckle out of him, yeah, we're good. rolling next week. <laughs>